Yo, so the opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and the future Bachelor podcast only and not affiliated with any outside party or entity or anything like that. This fun podcast, though, may include some adult language. Future Bachelor podcast. Those are the money beats. I believe. Yeah, Future Bachelor. I believe. It's a money beat. Ooh, a money beat indeed. Let's start this show. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This week, we are covering the nods at the BT Awards, Britney Spears' explosive hearing, and how carbs are the ultimate dare for contestants on The Bachelorette. Oh my goodness, and this is episode 169, yeah! Nice. I believe it is. I believe... That was, that was my boy Falco Silver over one of your boys' beats. Just a simple chorus, a simple dope little beat, you know, how to start When off. is that from? What era? Um, you know, the era of the Fly Kids, you know. It's, it's it, the era, yeah. the sun doesn't set on this era. Okay. <laughs> you know, Whoa. So anyways, um, V, what's going on? How are you? Welcome to a very special episode 169. We got a special guest later on in the show, Caleb, um, returning from actual episode 69. So yeah. that's really cool. But um, V, yeah, what's going on in your life? You know, um, I've been chilling this past week. I did dinner with um, compadre, former guest of the show, and my former roommate and great friend of mine, Alma, um, who was in town briefly before heading on her little work retreat with my um, friend, Dr. Nicole, that I connected her with and is the reason why they work together. Um, we went to this place in Atlanta called Rocksteady. It's like this Caribbean um, vibe place, like a lot of like great like Caribbean, but with like a slight Atlanta twist food and amazing cocktails. And we literally were shazamming music the entire time like we have a group text the three of us like nicole alma and me and like it just filled with like all these songs that we were listening to because there's a lot of like reggaeton and like some caribbean kind of stuff like a lot of a lot of steel drums happening it was like we were all like ready to fucking vibe it was it's a vibe in there so definitely a cool place to go if you're in atlanta for you know a nice dinner or, you know whatever definitely something check that out um yeah um, what else and then um, just I have been enlightened, you know, these past several summers have been the summers of seltzers and, you know, every seltzer can have its day, I suppose. But um, now these companies are coming out with little phrase pops of different alcoholic beverages, if you will. And my friend Amy and I tried the Freezerita ones, um, which the regular like lime Freezerita flavor was delicious the strawberry just something was ever so off about it and then i bought the natter days one which is embarrassing for me in general because natty light natter days is a trash trash product but surprisingly delicious but the little freezy pops were 
interesting to say the least don't know if like i would buy them again um but i will probably you know make use of them this upcoming weekend um and then i did some pool time this past week with my friends aaron and mackenzie and teg and then we you know took every level of dark horse by storm basement 10 high with the karaoke main level just chilling just vibing went up to the warren danced until they closed it was it was a time damn it was time well that's what's up i'm glad you had a good time here um yeah i just had taken a trip up to south carolina to charleston and that was awesome um was out on the beach and um it was like a three little three-day trip got to see my friend uh jay red who was djing out there and you know went to a bunch of little like bars and 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 had a great time out there um actually came back yesterday and and i got a tattoo a new one i was about to say i'm like i see the 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 techoderm or whatever it's called on your titty so what what does it say i got a titty tat um it says i love you okay (laughs) yeah it's my mom's uh, handwriting actually oh that's cute yeah so you're gonna um, have to be careful like if we we do any pooling this weekend you can't submerge that shit uh you know whatever um you know all right that could be your funeral my dude why i die you don't want to submerge like you're not supposed to submerge a tattoo like until at least like three weeks after you have it why what happens you get a heart attack um, it, it like infects it. It's an open wound. Oh shit, man. Um, yeah. well, good thing <laughs> I got this. That's why I'm not getting any more tattoos this summer. I like to get them pools. No, it has if like, it's I got pool boy summer for you. Si. No, I, look, it's, this is actually a piece of like, like weird, yeah, like skin not, what tape. Is it? It's ever, I forget what it's called. Yeah. No, it's skin tape though. Like it's like over my skin. So it's like completely protected. It's kind of cool. So, um, yeah, I got that. I'm like really happy. <laughs> wanted that for a while so um finally got that done uh so yeah uh v well why don't you tell me what have you been watching i just started the newest season season two of too hot to handle on netflix um, how is it i don't love it so far. i mean like i feel like it was a ridiculous show to begin with and now like you know it's got more of like some of these TikTok kind of vibes happening in it. Like, and I'm only like an episode and a half in. And I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I thought the first season, like, not everybody was super hot. And this season, I'm also like, not everybody is super hot. Like, I don't understand. Like, we're, we're out here being all like, oh my God, like, who, like, they can't not have sex because, like, they're just so hot. And I'm like, I mean, like, yeah they're mostly conventionally attractive but like yeah but i would love to see you on that show me on that show yeah do you think you could last yes i could because money i'm money motivated okay i'd be bitching out everybody else you know that for sure All right. Well, um, yeah, I honestly didn't watch yeah, much. Yeah, what have you been watching? Wait, what have you wait, been watching? Wait. <laughs> I love the way you whispered it. But um, <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, <laughs> this is actually a funny, uh, Not a, it's not that great of a movie. Don't actually probably watch it. I watched it so you don't have to. Um, it's called John Dies at the End. And um, just to tell you how bad it is, like he doesn't even die at the end. 
What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't mean to spoil it or anything. <laughs> yeah, wow. Spoiler alert. You would think you would be away, get away with that because, like, the title, you're like, ah, oh, the title's a spoiler. So, like, what could be spoiled? But it isn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's that's kind of, that's it. Um, I don't have much more to say about that movie. Uh, v, what do we got for quick hits? All right. Well, you're not, did you do the sound? Yeah, I did the sound. Sorry, it's my. Oh, not... I couldn't hear it. Sorry. Well, I was <laughs> like, it. I'm like, am I on a plane? <laughs> no, you're on. You're here. It? You just have your, <laughs> okay. you know, can- uh, noise canceling headphones on. Yeah, I just got my carry on. I'm ready to go. Just what um, do we got for quick hits? <laughs> so you sent this to to me as a as a like update from last week when we were talking about nick cannon just spreading his seat around i guess he went on howard stern and was talking about how he like thinks he's gonna die sooner rather than later and the only thing i get from that is that that's maybe why he's just spreading his seat around like i don't that still doesn't make a ton of sense to me but like sure would that would that get uh get in your pants if a guy said that to you like i feel like i'm gonna die soon No, I don't, I'm not gonna just. <laughs> Why like, did it take you so long? To no, because like I was like thinking through. I'm like that's like 500 days of summer, like what or whatever. 50. What is the one with a, a different one with uh, um, what's his name? JGL, um, like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He like where he has cancer or whatever, and he's like the moon. I don't and know. Faults in the stars or something. No, that's uh, a different one. Yeah, they're all the same. But regardless. Um, yeah, I'm talking about he doesn't even know he's going to die, though. It's not like he has, like, cancer or something. He just feels like he's going to die. And then he's going to just have sex with all these women and have babies with them. Um, you know, does, whatever. It still doesn't seem sustainable to me, but Whatever okay. floats Nick Cannon's boat, you know. Um, I guess. Well, what else we got? So the BET Awards were this past weekend. They were hosted by Taraji P. Henson. Um... And had a lot of, you know, great acts. Obviously, Megan Thee Stallion performed Thought Shit. Um, she did a little homage to an opening to, like, a vintage uh, Mugler show where, like, she took off, like, this gauze over her face and, like, ripped off a different thing, which was cool. Um, uh, Lil Nas X performed, did Montanero, made out with a dancer on stage, you know, really got into it. Happy Pride. His whole performance and stuff was reminiscent of like a Michael Jackson performance, like the whole look. Um, you know, her performed, did definitely some homages to the late great Prince. Um, and actually, one of your faves from this past year, Jasmine Sullivan, with her <laughs> album Hotels, won um, Album of the Year. Um, surprisingly, Chris Brown is really just give a round of, of applause. Actually, I think that one yeah. definitely deserves a round of applause. Well, she I, does. I I have the sound effect. There it is. There we are. There we are. Great. I've been Chris working Brown's- on my applause sound effects. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Chris Brown somehow won Best Male R and B and Pop Artist. This man literally, like, just I guess you can't hold him down, but whatever. Um. But uh, WAP won for best collaboration, and actually, um, Cardi B performed, and she announced her pregnancy whilst performing because she just had like a bodysuit with like her big old bump out already. So she's already decently far along, expecting her second child with um, 
husband on and off again husband offset um so that's exciting for her it was just a you know truly a star-studded event looked gorgeous there was a great um tribute to dmx with swizz beats and method man and buster rhymes i saw i saw my boy jack harlow try to like um shoot his shot at your girl saweetie oh yeah yeah he was all like hi sweetie he's like i'm jack she's like i know it was all caught on the shade room and stuff. It was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, he kind of, he was pretty smooth, I thought. But He's uh, got that white boy swag somehow. Yeah. He's got, it works for him. He's got something, that Kentucky that Kentucky swag. Um, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but what else we got? <laughs> so the big, um, one of the big news items from this past week was that Britney Spears took the stand at the conservatorship hearing and pretty much laid out all of the mistreatment that she's gone through for like, you know, the past like 13 some years or so to the point where, you know, she can't even go in her boyfriend's car to get a coffee. She, you know, was forced to perform when she was like deathly ill, the different like, you know, things that she's been put through. One of the main things that I really took away is that like she was forced to get an IUD and is not allowed to get it taken out, even though like she herself like would want to have another baby or like what or had wanted to have another baby. I can't believe you can force someone to get that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 fucked up. So um, a lot of people after this, you know, the Internet has always been blowing up about the whole free Britney movement, but it continued to blow up more after all this came out. Um, And she seemed very like, you know, she had like she sounded like she had most of her spoons because like, as the narrative that we see, especially when we see her Instagram posts, which like most people tend to believe aren't really her posting them or whatever, is that like she's like so mentally ill and far gone that like, you know, like, oh, whatever. But from when she was talking, it seemed like, you know, she has at least enough spoons to detail the trauma she's been going through. So a lot of people took to the internet to support her and stuff. And people were initially also going after her sister, Jamie Lynn, being all like, you didn't do enough. Um, you know, where were you for your sister during all of this? Which I feel like that's a little like unfair. Cause like, she was also like, kind of like spun up into the whole system of it all too. Like, I mean, you know, what doesn't help. She- I don't think, uh, first of all, Jamie has the same name as her dad, so like everyone's talking and she about also, Jamie. And her husband's name is Jamie too. Right, That's you know. Weird. So it's just like you hear the name Jamie, Jamie, Jamie over again. Like subconsciously, I feel like that probably has an effect on it. Um, well, yeah, and and their mom's name is Lynn. So like when you put Jamie and Lynn, the poor, the pure people that have been like you know keeping Brittany out of anything. And then you're like, well, Jamie Lynn, Jamie, Jamie Lynn, Jamie right. Lynn, her sister. Yeah, exactly. So and then, you know, I saw her actually respond and say, like, hey, I, I've been there for her the whole time. I want only what's good for her. I, I support her, 
you know, actually, like, not not having to say things publicly, like, you know? Yeah, like, not make some sort of, like, <clears throat> I feel it would be more performative if she had been out here on, like, you know, the Instagrams and stuff of the world being all like, hey, guys, like, just, you know, came on here to say, like, how much I love and support my sister. And there's, like, a, and there's probably already so much, only so much she can do, like, you know? Right. So, I mean, like, during some of it, she was also young and also, like, having to deal with, like, her own stuff. With- Shit, look what they've been able to do to Britney Spears. It sounds like something if you turn against them, they'll just like make you look crazy or something. So, um, hopefully, you know, some things turn around for Britney Spears. I know those things are really hard to get out of um, those conservatorships or whatever. So, um, I'm, I'm wishing her the best of luck. Free Britney. What else? Supposedly, we got? Miley Cyrus is like also has like a conservatorship, but like obviously she has a lot more freedom. And, you know, different things that she can do where Britney Spears does not. Interesting. All right. Well, um, what else we got? So Halsey announced her new album that will be coming out um, later this year. Not sure when they have not released, uh, put out a release date, but it's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And it's going to be produced by Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, and Attic. Attic. Wow. Okay. Atticus Ross. So it, I feel like it's probably going to have a little bit more of a punky, dark feel, which will be interesting because I feel like during her Halsey's current pregnancy, she's been you know promoting her beauty brand that's very like about like, you know gender fluid expression and everything and very bright and happy and like colorful and like very poppy so i'm interested to see like what the tone of this new album yeah i think i remember her saying something like um like she wanted to get into like more alternative rock sounding stuff with like some she was like why is this not considered like alternative rock because i'm a pop artist or like i don't want to be labeled as pop you know so she's doubling down by working with these artists that can probably get her along you know more of like the sound she's looking for so that's what's up um anything else for quick hits Yes, yeah, so this was a funny, funny situation, I think, is that ASAP Rocky and Rihanna were out in New York City trying to go to, you know, this a bar, like barcade, like, you know, a typical bar place that has a bunch of games, arcade games, etc. And they're Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, like one of the hottest couples you could ever see. Mm-hmm. And so they go there and they try to get in, but... They don't have like their IDs on them. And so the bouncer refuses to let them in and says that he doesn't know who they are, which is insane to me. <laughs> you think it's that like guy real- got fired? I mean, do you think it, it brought more attention in a good way to the club or a bad way? I don't. I feel like maybe more towards the bad way. Like, I don't really think like a lot of people are like clamoring to be like, let me go to the club that won't let Rihanna in. Like, I feel like they're more like, they're like, how are you that dense to not let Rihanna in? Like, you don't even have to like Rihanna's music to be like, oh, that's Rihanna. Like, oh, your club would be so much cooler if like Rihanna went there last night. Right. Like, yeah. It's so, bad for business, I think. Yeah, I saw the video. It's like, it's like, do you not know who this is? This is Rihanna. It's like, damn, just Google her. See her age. <laughs> like, give her give her a goog. Literally just hold it. Like, can you Google me? Like, 
That'd be so like, and I guess he was like asking even for like a business card. Like, what would be, what kind of business card would Rihanna carry? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> like, do you, like what what is the one from Mean Girls where it's all like you know he has all this stuff like mathlete whatever that's like Rihanna. <laughs> no, it's like mathlete rapper extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, Kevin G or whatever. Kevin G. Yep. Um, well, the uh, what made you go yikes this week? Well, um, there was because we live in this world where if you have any videos that, you know, you took of yourself as a teen or something, especially if you're a teen now or like you were, you know, grew up in where everybody was taking pictures and photos and videos, even within the last five years and posting them places you're going to get in trouble. And Billie Eilish, a video from when she was probably 13 or 14 years old, resurfaced on the Tiki Talkies um, this past week where she is seen to be mouthing a racial slur, um, one used against members of the Asian community. Cancel her. Yeah, so she came out and, you know, explained how she's like i was mouthing a song didn't realize what it meant back then that doesn't excuse you know anything like i deeply apologize like i obviously don't like i was obviously extremely ignorant and like that would i would never do that again or anything like that i was you know stuff like that so um it does get i feel like it does get so dicey with stuff like this because like yeah i mean the whole like we've talked about it time and time again on the show about like you know people can change like whatever like should we like you know really hold everybody accountable for something they said years and years ago especially like for somebody like Billie Eilish where it's like well it was like one video one instance when she was like you know barely a teenager like what does that mean in the grand scheme of things now is she still out here mouthing like is she more morgan walling it out here still saying like slurs no so it just kind of you know yeah i mean it's just this that's just the unfortunateness of her being in a time where she recorded herself doing dumb shit like you know i i really am happy i don't have that many i don't think i have videos of me doing that much dumb shit like I mean, a, like kid dumb shit. Like you know, I'm yeah. still doing like some adult dumb shit, probably. But like, <laughs> but you know, you know, it's just kid some dumb shit is a different level of dumb shit. So, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, wow. Okay, yikes. Well, why don't we uh, get into our guest this week, V? Yeah, let's do it. Welcoming back our our good old pal. All right, guys. Very excited to reintroduce our guests. Caleb, everybody give him a round of applause. Yay! <laughs> we got some sound effects back here. Yes. Welcome back, Caleb. Thank uh, you. Wow, these are some longer sound effects for the claps than I remember, but <laughs> you deserve it. Every every last clap. Um, Welcome back to the show, man. How are you doing? Doing doing well. Sorry, um, Melissa couldn't make it. Um, definitely... Has had a long year for her and work, so but oh, I can, for I can sure. still, still come on. Um, no, I'm doing great. Um, living the New York, you know, life, doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, we got to <laughs> catch up with that New York life, man. Um, last time we had you on the show it was for episode 69, so we thought, mm-hmm. what better way to have you know celebrate 169 than to have you 100 hey. episodes later? So um, revisit, yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for coming back. Um, you know. 
I miss you. It's 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 nice to see you actually right now. Where are you sitting right now? This chair. <laughs> what is this? So I am sitting in a loft in a loft in uh, Soho in Manhattan. Okay. Um, which is the place that I work. Um, about three three to four days out of the week, depending on when I'm needed. Um, but yeah, it's actually called. I'm actually coming to you from a place called the New Society for Wellness. Um, not safe for work is the acronym <laughs> NSFW. <laughs> Um, which is very clever. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's a, um, sex positive space, um, club here in the city. Um, one of a few, but ours is, you know, very, it's a very inclusive space. We try to cater to, uh, you know, every, everybody across the question, what you're into, if you're, if you're bisexual, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're into learning new things, um, we have a little bit of everything and which is a really cool space and really cool project to be a part of. So. Yo, um, so I was actually asking this before the show. So you're like, you say sex club. I didn't know there was actually these things existed. Like you, there, you can legally really? have sex yeah. at a club. Really? You didn't know that? No. I mean, what <laughs> no. do you mean? Where do you learn about these <laughs> sex clubs? I mean. TV. The TV? internet. Every, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you hear about sex clubs like as in like. You know, maybe like I know you use the word society and stuff like that, but is this like a membership thing? Like, how does one just be like, like, what if they want to get into a sex club? Like, what are the steps? So it's definitely a membership thing. But as far as like we have, you know, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have, you know, every part of social media. So anybody can find it and learn about it and kind of figure out, you know, hey, is this something for me or is this something I'm interested in or is this something I want to try with my, my partner for myself, whatever. Um, but when it comes to actually like joining and being part of it, like on a monthly basis, yeah, it's like we go through a vetting process where we look through, you know, people's profiles, make sure they're actually legit humans, like um, all of that to make sure that they're, you know, sincere in what they're actually trying to do. Because like the biggest thing about like spaces like this, when you're trying to create safe spaces for, you know, people that are being very vulnerable and trying to learn new things is that you want to have, you know, you want to create a community, a space of continuity where people that, you know, maybe have been doing it for a long time and are very comfortable with it are able to then, you know, communicate and like help along the people that are coming in that are new, that this might be something new and exciting for them. And they, you know, may not have all the best answers yet. So, um, yeah, it's, I would, I would describe it more as a community and less of a membership. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, like, is this something like, you know, if you were like, hey, I'm going to go to a bar for a beer. Is it that type of place or is it like we're going to make an event out of this and go to not safe for work? So it can be. It can be both. Um, so we usually do performances um, and have events uh, Thursday through Saturdays most weeks and expanding that into new clubs throughout the city. Um, and we have we have a, a theater in Hell's Kitchen that we use that we do a different type of show that's not sex related. Well, you can't go have sex there. You can go watch the sexy performances, but you can't like, so the idea being like, you go there, you learn, you come over to our place. But um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a very different, different experience than what I'm used to as far as uh, work, work is related. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Well, I mean, you uh, you got into this because, uh, I mean, you were my trainer when you are here in Atlanta. And now you're still doing personal training um, up there. And this was like a client and then you ended up working with them and stuff? Or So this was actually a space that Melissa had found um, 
before I even knew about it. And she was like, Hey, I want to go, you know, see what this place is. I want to check it out. And I was like, yeah, sure. This sounds great. Like we've done, we've been to clubs, we've been to stuff in the past. Like we've obviously, you know, going back to episode 69, like we've kind of explained a lot about like, you know, our open relationship and who we are and what we've done. And well, we kind of I, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to ask you that, like b- before you move on, like about a little recap of, of what your relationship was um, just for listeners that might be listening for the first time and where it stands like today, obviously it's, you know, you guys are just in a new city and stuff, but um, you know, you know how you guys are doing and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Melissa and I definitely, we practice what we call relationship anarchy, which is just a different form of ethical non-monogamy. So, you know, if you're thinking about in society where, you know, a monogamous relationship is you and your partner and that's it, and there's nothing outside of that. Um, ethical non-monogamy really just means, you know, that communication of, you know, I have that ability to go hang out with this person and maybe hook up with this person. This other person knows about it so that it's, Everybody is, you know, communicating and understanding what they want out of their relationships. Um, Melissa and I practice what we call relationship anarchy, which is more a in anything. It almost sounds like anything goes, but also it's really based on the relationship you have with whatever person you're engaged with. It can be you can be ethically non-monogamous. You could find somebody that's monogamous that's interested in you, and you want to explore that. That's okay if you want to find a group of 15 people and you're okay with all of them, then that's, that's fine too. It's a little, it's more on a, yeah, it's a, but Hey, with rent here, I would not, yeah, I mean, might as well. So, yeah. 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 Um, but it's more of a based on, you know, a case to case basis, whatever you and your partner slash partners decide is okay with you within your, within your boundaries, then that's what you, you know, you go with. And it's always fluctuating. Like our, you know, whatever boundary you have one day may, you know, may, you may learn something new about yourself and the next day may be different. So, um, it's just about open communication and really, you know, advocating for yourself at the end of the day and finding people that, you know, champion that with you. Hell yeah. Um, well, so you guys found this place. Did you go and check it out? Yeah, we did. So we, uh, like I said, Melissa found this, uh, found not safe for or NSFW. Um, she'd been following it for a few years and she was like, Hey, you know, I, um, she had had a partner recently move away and was like, Hey, I really want to see how, see what this place is like. It sounds really cool. Like it's much more inclusive. It's very bi-friendly, which the owner who's standing over here doing whatever right now, um, like that's what he wanted to create was a a very bi-friendly space, which outside of that can encompass so many more things. Um, and she was like, yeah, let's go check it out. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm down for this. Like, why not? Like, sounds great. Uh, so came, had a good experience, um, really liked the space. It was much different than anywhere else we'd experienced before. Cause when the first time we came, it was, I think it was a Friday night and our Fridays we do different, like different educators come in. So like different experts in the field of whatever they're like, you know, whether it's BDSM, whether it's a type of kink, whether it's rope tying, um, or just general sex education, depending on, you know, sex therapists, we have, a whole, a whole litany of people that can come in and talk. And so they come in on a Friday and that's, we have a 30 minute block set out at like 11 PM at night. to like have a discussion and have people engage and talk and, you know, learn new things. And I'm sitting here in Manhattan in Soho, like have had some drinks. I'm like, am I really listening to a sex talk right now about <laughs> BDSM relationships and the dynamics between them and like actually learning something? Uh, uh, I was like, this is the only place I've ever been where that's actually been 
like a thing. And so, yeah, it was just like really gripping and like being like, oh, cool. Like, you know, we want to explore more of this and see what it's actually like. And so we came back a couple more times and got to know Daniel a little bit better, who's the owner. And um, he put out a thing. He was looking for help, you know, with his, you know, as, as we were continuing to grow, he's like, I need help with, you know, just my day to day stuff, like scheduling interviews, like getting things on the calendar um just helping out around the clubhouse on a daily basis like getting things you know that you would normally you know do but you may not have the time for as you're continuing to grow a, a business and i was like you know i've got the time for this like i've you know i've had some clients i was doing okay but i was like yeah i got some time i can spend throughout the day and like make some extra money and it just kind of started to grow a little bit more and more this has been the last couple months and yeah it's going well that's awesome man yeah I, so um, cool. i'm super happy for you i already know you um like at the gym you know we used to train at and stuff you were kind of like pretty much managing a lot of stuff there you know um mm-hmm. at one point so I, I know you're just that type of person to be organizing um it's, exactly it's, and obviously it's like <laughs> something that you're also interested in like it's like you know it sounds like very positive towards you know um like your lifestyle and stuff as well so i'm i'm happy you're able to find that yeah it's a cool uh it's a really cool project to be a part of um and i'm excited to do it and see where it goes i mean 50 clubs in different states in five years is going to be a a big a big task (laughs) hell yeah man well keep it up um you know uh v did you have any uh questions for caleb yeah, I guess, like, give us a little bit of info. So um, when we last had you on, we had you on with your partner, Melissa. And Melissa first moved to New York to help with the pandemic yeah. um, as a nurse and everything, and then got a job. And so then you, you know, were going to, you ended up moving to New York as well, um, you know, pretty much like height of the pandemic um, what was that like and what was it like exploring and living in New York during like such a different time for what New York is, you know? It's hard for me to say. So like I, I'd never really been to New York until I visited for like a couple days in July just to like see the apartment, like see where I was going to live and like went back home. Um, but I will say, like, it's I can speak to like now everything opening back up and like seeing more and more people out, and like, like oh, this is more what New York is like. Like, okay, yeah. I'm getting a better sense of like what this is supposed to be. Because yeah, for months and months, like you walk into a restaurant, you don't have a mask, you have a mask on. You walk into a bodega, you have a mask on. Like, everything is like semi shut down. You can't sit at a bar. You're sitting at a table with plexiglass between you, and it's it's just, it's odd. Like it was really, it still felt odd. And I'd never, like I said, never experienced New York before it was really open. But even then, like knowing how many people live in this city and then being able to walk around and it's just like, everything's kind of closed, feels weird. And now as like, everything's been like, restrictions have been lifted. Like you still have to wear a mask on the subway and stuff like public transit. They're just like, keep it on. Um, but everything else is pretty much hundred percent open. Like we went and sat at a bar the other day for like the first time. And, since everything has opened up and it felt normal again. We were like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like starting to notice like tourists more and like all that stuff. And you're like, okay, this is a little bit more of like the actual New York experience. Everything's crowded as shit. Like just, <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, like 
being able to like plan like dates and shows and like, Oh yeah, this is going on this night. Like, let's go to do this. Like, let's do this. Like it's feels, it, it's fun. Hell so. yeah. Um, I, I definitely, I gotta, we gotta get up there and like plan a trip or something and visit. Cause yeah. that sounds oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of it getting back to normal, I mean, we've just, uh, it's been pride, um, month, right. And, and you guys look like you were celebrating pretty hardcore, um, this past weekend. So what has it been like up there? I would say pride, pride in New York has been a much different experience than pride in Atlanta. And Atlanta pride is its own, its own event, its own thing. And it's, it's super great. And it's super fun. And I've loved every time I've gone, but New York, just to see the level of just activism in it, it, this is the place that, you know, pride kind of all started yeah. um, down at Stonewall. So like, being able to kind of be a part of that and experience it for the first time, you know, felt felt really cool. Maybe maybe that'll change next year and the years after when I'm like, oh my god, it's probably it's gonna be so fucking crowded. But um, yeah, just to like be a part of like a huge march and like walk through like just the middle of Seventh uh, Avenue, like all the way down to like just towards Stonewall was was really cool. And it was just like, yeah, it was just liberating and fun to be around all of those all those people yeah. after especially after a year of like of not being around anybody yeah right exactly. yeah have you uh i mean in general have you made like uh a lot of friends since moving there and stuff like how what's your social life like um the social life can get pretty busy on the weekends now especially since i work i work here at the clubhouse um, just because I've made, we've made some some good friends as far as uh, people we've met here, and then people we've met in our neighborhood, um, at the restaurants that we like to go to. Um, but yeah, as far as social life goes, it, it, I've learned really, really quickly that New York can get, oh, like I'm trying to get the best way to describe it, just nonstop so fast. Like you can have things yeah. planned every night of the week. And like as soon as like things started to open up just a little bit here, it was like one thing after the other after the other. And so I've definitely learned you have to find a really good balance about having your like relaxing, like I'm just gonna go home, like be here, and you're I'm gonna go out every single night of the week and just go crazy because it's so easy to do here. Well, um, what's your like living situation? Like uh, where you guys living right now? So it got a lot better. Um, so we were on a uh, same same building we were living in when we first moved, but we moved up to the fifth floor. Thank you guys love to do uh, that, like get an apartment and then move to like a better. Apartment. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Which it was a better apartment. Um, we have a we have a two bedroom two bed or two bedroom one bath um, full kitchen. Um, it's a five story walk up. It's an old building, but so no no elevator. So you got to get used to the uh, five flights of stairs every day. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, love that outside of that it's fine um but yeah it's a beautiful apartment we have an awesome little view of east harlem which is where we live um so if anybody that listens to the show and knows new york we live on 101st and lexington um so everyone around us is either puerto rican dominican the food's amazing all the restaurants are great like um just an awesome awesome little place to live um and yeah it's a great little spot um we've been i think we signed a two-year lease at least so we're going to be in this apartment for a while and I do not want to move again for at least that because I think over the last like the beginning of the pandemic through uh, when I finally moved to New York I'd moved like four times and I'm like oh you know God. I'm 
done with that. <laughs> yeah. No. Especially when you have to climb up and down so many sets of stairs. <laughs> I would say moving up five flights of stairs with no elevator was quite the chore. <laughs> and no. Um, oh you just got to do it. You just took like a whole week off and we're like, we're just doing this. Well, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, I had seen you were giving me kind of like a little tour of, of your room that you're in right now, which is um, what is the master bedroom you said? So this is the, um, I think we call this the princess room or the oh. royalty room. Ooh. Um, it's where like, so the Love rest that. of the club is like, well, the rest of the club is all like black and uh, like dark sheets, like black. It's a, you know, typical like club nightlife type of feel. And then yeah. this room, everything is like white. So yeah, white, you're like in a little white throne. bed, white sheets. Well, yeah, we have a throne. Like this is where like we have the, um, uh, it's kind of hard to see here, but the, uh, the fire escapes like behind me and stuff. So like where you actually have to get out. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I was gonna. I was asking because I saw a cage there. I was gonna say, have you ever been in that cage? Uh, no, no, no plans to be in the cage anytime soon. That's not quite my, uh, quite <laughs> my scene. I mean, it could be. I saw some things on Sunday at our after party after Pride here that I was like, you know, maybe I could be into the cage. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm wow. leaving options open, but it's not my go-to. So. I'll ask you about that story when we're over a beer next time. But yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yo, man, I, I really uh, appreciate you hopping on here. We wanted to just get you on here, have an update, and you know, see. Uh, last time we actually had Melissa without you, so um, that's true. That's true. You know, so at least true. we. It's if it's not one, it's the other. If not both, you know. Um, but we'll have to do it again. And, um, yeah, man, I want to come up to New York. It would be cool to, you know, actually come up and see you guys and, um, you know, experience, you know, this new, new New York life. It's like, I'm from New York, but it's like, I never get to go up there anymore, like to the city and stuff and visit. Yeah. I haven't been to the city in like two years. Yeah. Well, everything's open now. So whenever you are available, just. Let me know. Well, do you we think were... it was more approachable, like moving there, not like be like you almost like eased in because stuff wasn't as open, especially since you've like never really been there. Yeah, not that's so really overwhelming. Good... That's a good question. Um, because this like, the city is definitely a sold on every sense that you have. It's loud. It smells. It's, it's dirty. There's. It's just everything. Rats you everywhere. Think. But <laughs> but at the same time, like it's also the most beautiful place in the world too. Like I can't even like it's hard to describe like sitting in a restaurant or just walking down the street hearing five different languages being spoken and everyone just like doesn't matter like there's no like you can walk to a turkish place and then walk five blocks and then you can have the best like latin food you've ever had like it's just like there's it's such a mismatch of everything that's just so beautiful regardless of like how crowded or how everything else it is it's just like this is the coolest place. Um, but as far as like, was it easier to move? I, you know, I, I don't know. I've always felt like I loved living in cities. That's why I loved living in Atlanta and loved living where we did. Um, and just to get that chance to move to New York and be here throughout my entire thirties and just experience it. Like seemed like a really just fun opportunity. The one I wouldn't want to pass up if I looked, you know, if I was 80, 90 something years old and was like laying there and been like, man, I, I could have moved to New York that one time, but I didn't like, I yeah. didn't want to have that thought. So, you know, that's, that's beautiful, man. Actually, that's how I feel about, um, moving to Atlanta. 
uh, you know, yeah. and I wouldn't be talking to you or Veronica right now, maybe if, no. if, if that didn't happen. So, um, Caleb, once again, thank you. I'm, I'm going to give you this loud ass uh, round of applause. <laughs> thank you for being on the show, Caleb. You're the man. We love you. Um, you know, come back soon, and um, we'll have to come visit you soon. And yeah, yeah, yes, and definitely please. keep some like come, some more stories for us in the cup because you oh, know, there'll be plenty by then. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure. All <laughs> right, man. Well, we love you, dude. Thank you. All right, love you guys too. Have a great night. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, V, why don't we get into a little bit of uh, well, what I like to call <laughs> the section of Bachelorette. What do we got? Well, you know, that's a great... It, everything does feel like a game, like a video game with that kind of thing. And so does The Bachelorette at times. And this game that we are hopping right into was, you know, we still get into some of the vilification of uh, Thomas at the beginning of the episode that's still kind of lingering over the whole situation. And they go into their first group date which does not include thomas includes a bunch of other people who they all the all these bros seem to like really be like they're all like we're besties like the group that went on this uh truth or dare katie's truth or dare group date all were all like oh it was so great that you put us all together like we're all so close and katie's like great happy you guys had a great time like what the fuck but the truth or dare truth or dare date was you know typical like you know had to do like run around they had to whisper sweet nothings into a giant ear they had to eat a random like platter of food have you ever um like sang that song to learn like all the states of all the states yeah alabama Alaska, i was like i saw a meme that was like what homeboy did inside yeah. of katie's ear <laughs> pretty much yeah what greg did yeah he was really doing something but <laughs> it was the whole the whole eating a platter of food the like horror on their faces when they read the calorie and carb count of like these platters of food i think is what really got me i was like wow can't even escape diet culture in this goddamn show and that this is what these dudes are most afraid of is like being force fed like a plate of pasta easy would have done it um, some Twinkies did that at a religious thing as when I was like in seventh grade. Had what to eat, religion like, is that? <laughs> Catholicism. Oh, um, <laughs> makes sense. Was like, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. And then of course they recycled something from Tasha season where they had to have a bite. This of This won't hot be the pa- first time they recycled something from Tasha season. That's that's right. Oh. They recycled the whole. <laughs> Um, they recycled the whole like let's take a bite of a hot pepper and then use this giant fake diamond to propose to um, Katie which I'm like we literally just saw this like maybe I don't know like maybe a year ago the not hot even pepper, like, though is like a big is a trope in in these reality shows it's like if you want to make well the hot pepper can make people puke like you know saying they want to see some vulnerability or they want to see him crying and they want to see him sniffling like it's a whole thing yeah um you know homeboy all already said he loved her in in his little yeah i don't i still don't trust greg um that seems a little love bomby to me to be all like, oh my God, I love you. And I love you this much because like, 
I'm crying through this uh, hot pepper. I don't know. Yeah. I still like. He he didn't impress me that much this episode. No, I I I don't think so either. And then we get to the cocktail portion of the date, and this is the dudes are all like hanging out, still discussing the whole Thomas bullshit that had happened earlier, and. Trey decides, you know, to take it upon himself to be team, like, you owe it to Katie to tell her about, like, him saying how he wanted to be The Bachelor. And most of the other dudes were like, I don't know if that's the best idea. Like, and from what we know from watching the show. No, just from, like, the last episode. Like, they, I mean, yeah. they legit were, like, all the drama from just bringing up Homeboy that got sent home. Like... Um, who he who we're trying to get as a guest on this show? That'd be funny. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, this is the most I've actually seen it come to a head where like somebody really believes that telling her this is the right thing, and other person being like, "Dude, I'm not trying to say not to tell her about this or anything. It's just like let's let's not like it's not of our business. Like you know, and they're like, she'll sniff it out. Like she like. She's smarter, but I mean, you're what, what do you think? What do you think is the right thing? Like, it sounds like she wants, and she probably wants it both ways. She wants somebody to snitch on him, but she also well, of course, yeah. She if, when Trey does bring it up to him, which I kind of I don't think Trey did it the right way because Trey just pretty much like did you know full stop of being like he said he wanted to be the bachelor. Full stop. Didn't say how the rest of what Thomas said. I'm, and I don't think Thomas is a good guy by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, Thomas presented it as. Of course, I came onto the show thinking I could be the Bachelor, but then I met Kate. Like I didn't know who would be the Bachelorette, and so I came into it with no expectations of like fully finding love. But then when I met Katie, whatever, which he could really mean that or he could really not. Who's to say? But I don't think it's super fair of Trey to just like come in with the one piece of information of what he said and not the rest of it. Right, and, and also like it just her. it's whack that like snitches get roses on this show like that. Like yeah. Just like, oh, you snitched. Don't know the truth yet, but here's your rose. And yeah, he, here's like, your date rose. Like, he like what? knew what he was doing. He just threw that guy under the bus for a, a freaking date rose. Like he's not gonna make which, it like, another episode. Which and I felt like you know he made it his duty like during their time to talk to bring up that like being and which I don't think I'm like that's not the point. Which and as we've seen in past seasons and even as we saw throughout the rest of this episode it like it, it's upsetting to the lead if everybody's spending their time they're very you know everybody's like hard-fought time to talk about somebody else instead of actually grow their own connection and i don't even think she has a connection with trey well what trey sucks is well yeah of course and what sucks is that like you know they're right it's like even if you tell her she's just gonna ruin her freaking mood where no guy can even bounce back like she's just thinking about this bullshit the whole time so um essentially you know it it does suck it's like dude let her let her just find out on her own or you know tell her on another time or something like you know just not while we're here on the group date you know let someone else tell them or something I, i get it um, it, it was making the other guy with the guy with the English accent kind of look bad, even though I don't think he should have. Like he was just kind of like, no, I'm not telling her not to tell him. But yeah, no, I kind of was on more of his side, right? Um, because I, I just think the other guys didn't agree with him because they wanted Trey to to be the one. 
Not, and I feel like not everybody disagreed with him. I think some dudes were more on his side. Some guys were being like, Trey, like, don't do it, but. Yeah. Um, well, what else happened? Um, I'm trying to think, like, the, the, the whole, uh, well, Blake. So, first, like, after that whole group date scenario, Tayshia, like, sits down with, um, Katie and, you know, pretty much, like, is trying to serve Blake up on a platter to her being all like, ah, you know, he was, he seems like a, such a nice guy, which I'm like, I'm like, I'm not convinced, Tasha. Like, you, you're just trying to, like, serve me some sloppy seconds here. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, she didn't seem very convincing being all like, I think he'd be great. Like, and then obviously, I guess they, you know, he has slid into the DMs prior, was really all about her boldness um, and things like that. So he comes and meets up with Katie briefly and she's, you know, overwhelmed because it's a new guy. She doesn't know if she should give him a chance or not. Like, she's like, I'm already making connections with people. And he's like, and I know, like, I'm the bad guy for, like, popping in at this time. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't know. The whole, like, bringing in somebody, like, a couple weeks in is just getting really tired to me. Yeah. And also, like, I never liked Blake. I don't think Blake's cute. I don't think Blake's interesting. He seems overly eager. I could tell he was trying to kiss her the when he first met up with her. And then... Later, I could tell that he was trying to kiss her again. No, what I didn't like is that, like, he just, like, when she showed up there, I know he might have been sleeping or whatever, but he just, like, answers the door. Like, and, and, yeah, and then he's, like, it's, like, go change. He just, like, throws on some boxer briefs. Like, you know, it's, like, dude, come on. And a sweatshirt. Like, that's, and he's, like, I don't have a robe. And I'm, like, you're you're put up in a nice-ass resort and they don't give you a robe? That's a lie. Like, (laughs) not even a robe. Just put on some shorts or something, man. Like, what what is with the flex? But um, yeah, okay. I mean, he's trying to at least like it, whether it's a flex or not. I mean, I see him, you know. Um, I I honestly don't. I think he's he's kind of sleazy. I just don't like. I feel I don't have any positive thoughts towards him coming back on because I just don't really get his angle like I feel like his angle is all like oh yeah I watched you on Matt James's season and you came out with like a vibrator and I thought that was hot like and I'm like uh, okay and he's like I just really he think might be talking whatever. about her TikToks and all that stuff that too but like I don't know it just seems like I don't know it just I'm sick of the whole like let's bring someone on later especially because it just makes him seem sort of like um, you know, just like he's like a new like Nick Vial, like just hopping from Bachelorette season to Bachelorette season. Because technically, like, and I love that Katie called him out for this, being like, "Well, technically, you were on two Bachelorette seasons already. Like, you were going after Claire and then Tasha, and now me. Like, that's not the cutest look on you, dude." But yeah, but he came at the right time. So Thomas goes and talks to Katie, right? Is is that Yes, like- before the before well, technically when Katie I think should already be heading into the rose ceremony and he's not there yet. Um our cocktail party rose ceremony situation. He goes and talks to her and it's to me it was another typical Thomas situation where like he explained himself and like admitted to stuff, but then 
towards the end of like him admitting stuff, he like switched up like, you know, he was just trying to say what she wanted to hear, which she brings up later, being all like, I'll sign whatever, saying that I'm here for you and you alone. Like, it's not about the fame. It's not about And he's like, I'm like, but you just said something else. Like, pick a lane. I just need him to figure out like his lane. But, you know, I mean, I thought she was going to keep him around. But. I almost thought so too. She faked out everybody. She did the biggest pump fake that we've seen on a rose ceremony in probably ever where, you know, it got down to one last rose. And of course, like all the dudes are all like, holy shit. If Thomas gets this rose instead of us, like instead of like whoever else was left, like oh, that's going to be the biggest fucking slapped it in the face that we've ever had. And she says, Thomas and every, they're all losing. They're, they're all like, wow really i guess he manipulated her that bad and then thomas and his tall like six six ass self walks up to her like ready to like accept the rose and she takes a big step back and the all of their faces and you know it has to be like 4 30 a.m at this point because they didn't even like start the process until like after midnight so they're all exhausted and so they see this happen and all their faces are like oh (laughs) they're all freaking out and then she's all like you said what i wanted to hear but your audition for bachelor ends here goodbye thomas and i was like (laughs) it was kind of a slap in the face because that was just a throwaway rose for the dramatics well, yeah, it was, and I guess technically it's like going like if we if we want to get technical with it, I guess it's going towards Blake, because Ooh. that's like it would be left. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even look at it like that because she ends up telling Blake, "You can stay," and yep. that's where the fun will begin next week. Yep. I and I can already tell like dudes are obviously gonna be pissed. They just got rid of like two what they thought were snakes, and then they're gonna have, you know. A new dude come in. Yeah, I love I love it though. I love that they 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 they're doing these witch hunts on these guys, and then and then they bring in another another thing that's gonna piss them off, just like the next morning. I know because <laughs> they do have like this like weird group like survivor mentality, so it's all like, and your next challenge is <laughs> yeah, like I vote this person off this week, and if we could just get Katie to vote with us, he's gone. So, um, do we got any other bachelor news? So something that was big in the news this past week was uh, a lot of outcry over um, some Bachelor Nation folks getting paycheck protection program loans that were big for small businesses and stuff last year during the pandemic. And people are like, these are, you know, like stars getting these loans like, why are they getting them? So, like, Taisha got one. Colton Underwood got one. I guess, like, Ari Leindyke and, you know, his wife Lauren got one. Um, and they came out and, like, explained, like, why they got them or whatever. But I guess Taisha, um, she has, like, a little media LLC under her name. Um, and so she collected about 20K and that used that money to help, like, hire people, Um, And be able to, like, keep them on as, you know, the pandemic was going on. I guess Colton got, like, 12K for his nonprofit. Um, And then uh, I don't really know why, like, Ari and Lauren got one. I don't really know. I mean, like, he's, like, he does, like, crazy. He's, like, a realtor. So, people are mad that they got a loan? 
Yeah, because those loans were supposed to be going like in general, those loans were supposed to be helping small businesses, which technically, I guess some of these LLCs and stuff that they have could be filed under that because like, you know, they have like their own media LLC or like, I guess for Colton, it's a nonprofit. So it's a different thing. But um, they were kind of being like, hmm, like, do you guys actually need those or like was that money being put to good use while there's other like small businesses failing like mom and pop owned businesses and you guys get money from like instagram ads like that's where it got a little spicy all right well let's get into our slapper slapper of the week this song (laughs) i knew this was gonna be our slapper when we even like announced that this was gonna be a new song coming out it's It's just it, it it's a bop. I like it. I don't know. It's a bop. It's definitely, it hits all of your, like, wheelhouse. It's Ed Sheeran. It's got some spooky, like, Michael Jackson vibes. Ooh. It's, like, it just has, like, you know, it's got a beat that don't quit. Ooh. That's exactly what I was going to say about it. You guys should just, if you haven't seen it yet, check out Bad Habits, Ed Sheeran. Not much to say. It's it's a new, it's a new, it's a new sound for him, I feel like, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But still something I like, you know, he's, he's, I like when people switch it up. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. Uh, do you have any shout outs this week, V? I wanted to shout out, um, my friend Adam and his partner Libby. They got married this past weekend. They like haven't had their big wedding yet, but they just got married. Um, super excited for them. I wanted to shout out compadre, former guest of the show, Kelly John. She had her big wedding this past weekend and she looked bomb. Um, so shout out to her. And then I wanted to shout out my pal Cosmo. Um, I went into him. He's my piercer as well. And I got some nice new jewelry that he handpicked for me. Um, so go see him at Virtue and Vice Piercing in Atlanta if you're in Atlanta. Well, yeah. Well, I want to just give a special shout out to my mom. Um, it's going to be her birthday um, when the show drops. So happy birthday, mom. Yes, happy birthday. I saw her early birthday cake, the Medicare uh, cake. Yeah, yeah. She gets Medicare now. So um, she's going to be mad that you, you you aged her with that. So, Well, um, I mean, it's on social media. so <laughs> That's true. It's true. Um, and that's forever. So. Um, happy birthday, go. mom. I love you. And, uh, yeah. And I, I know you love me too. Cause it's written on my chest forever now. So, uh, but, um, yeah. So anyways, V 4th of July weekend coming up. What are your big plans? What are we, what are we doing? I guess like we're trying to have some, some pool, pool party, pool hang situations. Cool. Uh, I don't have like anything super set in stone yet. I guess it's, I'm kind of just waiting to see what the vibe is and who who's who i'm popping around i might be doing something um with some like with clarissa and katie on monday i'm not really sure i know holly wanted to hang at some point too so i think you know just gonna be be bopping be bopping around well um well we're definitely gonna get into some shenanigans hopefully and i hope you all have a nice uh happy and safe long weekend uh, and uh, you know we'll catch you here next week with 170 of the episode. Damn, we made it Whoa. a 170. That's a sub. Um, you know, gotta love us. Gotta gotta love us. Gotta love us, guys. You know what it is. It's been Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. I'm Veronica. And we'll see you next week. All right, deuces. Bye. Future Bachelor Podcast. Podcast.